everyone and welcome to studying through first peter um we're in chapter um, chapter two our topic today is you are god's holy priest you are god holy priest and the scripture is first peter chapter two verse five and now god is building you as a living stones into a spiritual temple what's more you are god's holy priest who offer the spiritual sacrifices that please him because of jesus christ and now god is building you as a living stones into a spiritual temple what's more you are god's holy priest who offer the spiritual sacrifices that please him because of Jesus Christ. And now we have to understand the meaning of God's holy priest. What does it mean? What is, what is the meaning of priest? And now we need to understand the Hebrew word first for priest, which means Kohen, and the Greek word Herus. And these two words always mean someone who offers sacrifices. So if the word of God is saying that you and I we are God's holy priest, it means we always offer sacrifices to God. Or we are to always we are always to offer sacrifices to God. And then also a priest is also someone consecrated to the service of a particular divinity through whom through whom worship, prayers, sacrifices, and all services are offered. So in other words, if you are a priest all the sacrifices all the services of god are to pass through you all the services are to pass offer to god are to pass through you and so in other words you are like a mediator okay a holy priest is an ambassador or a mediator a chosen vessel through whom god has chosen to serve the people and represent him so you represent god through you God have serving so a priest is not a boss but a priest is a servant a priest is not a boss but he is a servant so through him all the offers all the sacrifice he is the one that represents the people and God so all the services that are to be offered to God are passed through him so he's a representative of God he's an ambassador of God I like the word ambassador is a mediator of God and so let's read what st. John chapter 15 verse 16 says I said you did not choose me who is speaking Christ is speaking you did not choose me so you and I would not choose him but what he did I choose you he chose us I appointed you to go and produce fruit that will last so an assignment has been given to you and I why the assignment it is because we are God's holy priest we are God's holy priest. And so he chooses us, he selects us because priests, I mean, sorry, priests are always selected. Priests are always singled out from a particular family or group of people. They are always single. And so God has chosen us. He has singled us out and he did not only single us out, but he appointed us. So he gave us a position. And what is the position? The priest position that you and I should go out and produce much fruit that will last that will last and then when you continue to um, 
the word of god also helps us to understand that you and i were the salt of the earth and i asked the question but but what good is the salt if it lost its flavor can you make it useful again no it will be thrown out and trampled on the foot as worthless and I also say that you are the light of the world like a city on a mountain glowing in the night for all to see so you and I should shine our light should shine so that people we see so in other words we have been chosen we have been selected we have been singled out as a priest as as priest sorry as priest so that we will make an impact so we are called to make an impact we are called to make a difference we are called to bring a change in our society in our world let's just take a simple example adam was a priest adam was a priest and so what happened god gave him an assignment to subdue the acts to multiply so every priest have an assignment every priest have an assignment so you and i as holy god's holy priest we have an assignment to be fulfilled he not only chose us but he gave us assignment we have roles we have responsibilities we have things to do that will bring glory to the name of God. When he continues scripture, he says, Do not heed your light under a basket. Instead, put it on the stand and let it shine for all. So our light should impact as you shine for everybody. It should shine. So those of you who are hidden in your light, God has given you talent. You have great responsibility. You call yourself a child of God. You call yourself a believer. You call yourself a born-again child of God. This is what God is saying. Your light must shine. And now what are some of the qualities as a holy priest? What does another word? Sorry. What qualifies you to become a holy priest? What qualifies you to become a holy priest? One of the things that makes you and I to qualify to become a holy priest or to become a holy priest is this. Number one is adoption into the priesthood family. You understand? You and I, we are nobody. We are in our sin. But the word of God helps us to understand that the death of Jesus Christ has reconciled us to God, the Father. And so you and I have been adopted into this priesthood family, into this glorious family, into this powerful family. So you and I, we are no longer the same way we used to be. Let's read Romans chapter 8, verse 15. It says, So you should do, you should not be like cowering, fearful slaves. You should behave instead like God's very own children. You should behave like what? You should not behave like slaves, but you should behave like God's own very own children, adopted into his family, calling him father, their father, for his Holy Spirit speaks. To us deep in our heart and tell us that we are God's children we are what God's children so the Holy Spirit in us minister to us every day telling us that we are God's own children we are no longer like before and so if we belongs to the, 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 the we are the children of the king of the kingdom in this glorious kingdom so you and I has become priest you have become priest 
So we are no longer who we used to be. So do not count yourself like a slave. Do not look at yourself like a slave. You are not a slave. That is the reason I like this song so much. I am no longer a slave to fear, but I am a child of God. You are a child of God. You are no longer a slave to fear. You are no longer limited. You are no longer bound. You are no longer hanging on the tree any longer. But Christ has become the cause. You are no longer a cause, but you are a blessing. And so through his adoption, to him, we have been adopted into this glorious family. So because of that, we, have been, we, we, we are now priests. It says, since we are his children, we shall, since we are his children, we will share his treasures. You see, we will share what? His treasures. For everything God gives to his son Christ is ours too. But if we are to share his glory, we must share his suffering. And so some people want to take the glory, but they don't want to take the suffering. They don't want to share the suffering. And so in other words, you and I have been chosen. We have been adopted into this glory family. So you and I will now fellowship with Christ. The word fellowship is common sharing. So you and I now share. We share in the authority. We share in the power of Christ. We, we share in the love of Christ. We share in the suffering of Christ. That is the reason why Paul said that I may know him and experience the power of his resurrection being made conformable unto his death. And so, in other words, you and I, when we know Christ through adoption into this glorious family, we have the possible, we, we have the opportunity to share, to fellowship with him, to share in everything that belongs to him. That is the reason why he said, Behold, I've given you the powers to tread upon the serpent and the scorpion. Is I have given you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. So all these privileges, we have it because we have been adopted. We are no longer slaves, but we are now the children of God. We are now the children of God. We have authority. We have power. We have authority. We have power. Now, another thing that makes us again, uh, um, uh, that qualifies us, is what we call sanctification. The word sanctification means to set apart. And so, every individual that must be, that must bring services to God, must be set apart unto God. And we have learned that we, the priests, we are ambassadors of God. We are ambassadors, we are mediators, we are representative of Christ on earth. We represent God. That is the reason why He sent us on assignment. He has given us assignment glorious assignments he commissioned us to go into the world because we are ambassadors we are priests and so because of that we need to set apart unto him we cannot serve two master you cannot be serving the devil at the same time you're serving the lord jesus christ of nazareth it is impossible the two things cannot work and so if you want god to use you you must set apart you must be set apart unto him live holy and solely for him that his name will be glorified to you. When they see you, they see Christ. What Leviticus says, Leviticus 21 verse 6, is that there must be set apart, who, who must be set apart? The priest. Those who will serve in the tabernacle of the Most High God. Those who will serve in the temple of God. They must be set apart to God as holy 
and must never dishonor his name they must never dishonor his name and so the question here is that how can you dishonor the name of god so if you are not you you can say something that is to dishonor god's name is not just to say something against god but you can dishonor god name if you are called for instance that those of us that are serving in the kingdom of god those of us that are ambassadors what is expected of us if we are not doing it we are bringing dishonor to the name of god we are bringing dishonor to the name of god and so it does not only mean to say things against god no but if your life that must shine is not shining instead of you bringing glory to god your attitude is bringing shame to god it's dishonor he said, after all, they are the ones who present the offerings to the Lord by fire. They present what? The offering to the Lord by fire, providing God with his food. And they must remain holy. They, 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 they present the offering to the Lord by fire. I like this word. So in other words, our offerings to God is through fire. Now, the Word of God helps us to understand that the, the Old Testament priests, all the offering they used to offer in past through fire. So why fire? Because fire helped to purify the sacrifices. Fire helped to purify the sacrifices. Make it holy. Sanctify it for God. And so you and I, today, we don't want to pass through pain. We don't want to pass through pain. So we see the essence of fire. That is the reason why, as we are serving in the in, in the sight of God, as we are offering sacrifices to God, our services must pass through the fire. So what does that mean? Every sacrifice we offer to God, there is no way you will serve God without pain. You must accept the pain. That is the reason why Jesus said, "If you want to follow me, take up the cross and follow me." So if we are to offer sacrifice to God, we must offer our sacrifices through fire. They must pass through fire, through pain. The fire represents the pains, the persecution, the humiliation that we go through to serve God. There is no easy way to offer. Why? Because your pains, the challenges that you are going through, it helps to purify you. It helps to sanctify you. It helps to remove the unwanted. Just as the fire burns all what is not of God in your life. Remove the unwanted. What are some of the works of the fire? The fire helps to purify the fire helps to consume the unwanted. That which does not bring glory to God. The fire helps to heat us. It helps to prepare us. It helps us to shine. And so that is the reason why you and I must not be afraid of persecution. We must not be afraid of pain, trials, challenges. Christ never laid down his life on that cross in sweetness or in sugar. But he did it. In pain, he did it in pain, and so you and I must also be ready to take our own cross, to offer our own sacrifice through fire. Second Timothy chapter two verse twenty-one says, "If you keep yourself pure, you will be a vessel God can use for His purpose. If you keep yourself what pure." You'll be a vessel that God can use for his purpose. And so, in other words, if you do not keep yourself pure, God will not use you. And so, God is looking for those who are pure in heart. Those who are pure in thoughts. 
those who are pure in action in every aspect by the way let me make you to understand this purity have to do with integrity purity have a link with integrity so those who are pure who are pure they have integrity and those who have integrity they have faith those who have faith have integrity those who believe in the lord genuine believers in the lord have the fear of god upon their life and they have integrity they stand for the truth they, they cannot compromise the truth no matter what you say so this is what god wants us to do he did not want us to bring corrupt services to him because he's a pure god he is a holy god he's different from every other god that you are thinking about he's not a corrupt god the corrupt god and those god that are man-made god the snakes they worship the animals they worship these are corrupt gods the idols they worship they are corrupt god because they can take bribe they live on the meat and other things but our god is a holy god he's not a man he's all-knowing he's all-powerful he's omnipotent he's omniscience he's omnipresence and so no one can bribe him he need a pure one and so if we must serve him we must serve him in integrity we must serve him in holiness we must serve him in purity and now let's just get some of the duties of god's holy priest wow what i'm i'm, I'm feeling so good the name so sweet the saint of the earth the priest of god almighty in the kingdom of god what a marvelous opportunity god has given you and i do not afford to miss this opportunity now one of the things that god wants you and i to do is to offer spiritual sacrifices to offer spiritual sacrifices under the new covenant every believer in christ is a holy priest that is what i want you to understand every believer in christ is what a holy priest under the new covenant as priests they offer spiritual sacrifice through our spiritual emma through a uh, true christ and so because christ is a high priest so everything we do we do it through christ is the mediator that is the reason why he said i am the way the truth and the life no one comes to the father except through me so he is the high priest and so all our services we offer we offer through him that is the reason why i told somebody i said the easiest way to identify I'm a, a fake prophet or pastor or whatsoever you think of. It's to look at the lifestyle of Jesus Christ. Look at the lifestyle of Jesus Christ. Did, did anyone pay Jesus Christ to conduct deliverance for them? Did, did, did Jesus Christ sold anointing oil? Did he sold salt? Did he sold anchor chief? All these things, etc. Did, did anyone pay him for deliverance? So we have to look at all these things. Look at the lifestyle of Jesus Christ. He said, "Freely, I have received. Freely, I have given to you. Freely, you have received. Freely, you should give. You should give." And so, if someone comes and begins to merchandise, if someone comes and begins to do things that are not good, that does not bring, that do things that are against the will of God, in the name of God, you can easily identify them as the fake ones. So, if you and I must live, we must live like Christ. Christ wants you and I to live like Him. That is the reason why I say He is the way, 
doesn't mean we should come and pass through his stomach but we should live according to him his lifestyle his patterns his way of doing things his way of doing ministry his way of doing ministry not our doctrines that we create no that's not the things that i'm talking about what is sit down and put together for yourself is not what if you want to have a pure ministry your ministry must be like christ if you want to be a good evangelist evangelize like christ if you want to be a good pastor pastor like christ good apostle apostle like christ do what jesus christ did missionary do mission work like christ because he is the great mentor in him there is everything that you need to learn that is the reason why the scriptures say look unto jesus Peter began to sink down because he took his eyes off Jesus Christ of Nazareth. So as you do mission, I encourage you to continue to look unto Jesus. Fix your eyes on Christ. As you join in this world, fix your eyes on Christ because Christ is everything that we need. So, I was, um, um, again, uh, as, as priests, they offer spiritual sacrifice through Christ. Our spiritual sacrifice replace the material sacrifice of the old testament covenant you know even that the old testament they used to offer material sacrifice like goats bulls and etc those things these are the things that they used to offer yes i wonder if things like that we are still going on on earth if we have rice to eat if we have animals to eat if we have chicken to eat because people will offer everything because every day they will be sinning and then they will just use the they'll go and kill goats and the goats we because could you imagine how many people sin every day how many sins are being committed <laughs> there will be no goats because those who have money they will be buying everything so the old testament uh, uh, um, the new co- the note the, the, the our spiritual sacrifice replace the old testament uh, uh, um, uh, I'm a covenant of uh, offering this, that, etc. So when you read Exodus 29, you see something like that. That is it. It says, Each day you must sacrifice a young bull as an offering. Look at that. Each day you must sacrifice what? A young bull as an offering for atonement of sin. You know? In other words, to remove sin. Afterward, make an offering to cleanse the altar. Purify the altar by making atonement for it. Make it holy by anointing it with oil. Wow, look at that. There will be no oil, but we thank God for Jesus Christ of Nazareth, who is the anointed one. He is seated with God Almighty, and we are sitting together in heavenly places with Him. So our spiritual sacrifice include what? What are some? What are, what are some of the spiritual sacrifices that Scripture talking about now? Uh, when we talk about our spiritual sacrifice, they include the believers' prayers, praises, soul winning, teaching, or word or this motivated but a desire to glorify God alone. So when we talk about spiritual sacrifices now, they're talking about our prayers, they are talking about praises, the services we offer to God. These are the spiritual sacrifices. When we read Romans chapter 12 verse 1, it says, And so, dear brothers and sisters, I plead with you to give your bodies to God, to give what? Your bodies to God. Let them be a living and holy sacrifice, the kind He will accept when you think of what He has done for you. Is this too much to ask? So God is giving us, God is asking our all, our whole body as a living sacrifice. And so if your hand can clap, clap for him. If your mouth 
can you can speak with your mouth if you are eloquent speak for him resource for him use every part of your body as a living sacrifice holy and pleasing and acceptable to god so our sacrifices now they are no longer goods they are <coughs> excuse me they are no longer lambs they are no longer these animals no they are no longer bulls but our various gifts that he has deposited in us we need to use this gift to bring glory to his name so winning teaching the world these are the things that God has given us. The assignment that is, uh, is sent us. The great commission. These are the things that you and I need to do. And then the question here is this. Is this too much to ask? No. You can't compare what God is asking us with what he has done for us. Where he has taken us from. So we need to give our all to God. For conclusion. We are holy priests. For the purpose of offering spiritual sacrifices. Therefore we should endure all it takes continue in his word that we should bring glory to him we should bring glory to god every day in our action in our attitude our light must shine we must live a life that is pleasing to god we must live a life that will attract other people unto god not lives that bring dishonor to christ not life that bring reproach to christ but lives that bring honor to god that bring glory to god that we make the name of god to glorify these are the lives that we need to live when we read first peter 2 verse 4 he said come to christ who is the living stone of god's temple he is the living stone of god's temple he was rejected by the people but he is the precious to god who choose him and now God is building you as a living stone into his spiritual temple what's more you are God's holy priest who offer the spiritual sacrifice that please him because of Jesus Christ of Nazareth glory to God you are no longer a slave you are no longer a slave so do not limit yourself whatsoever you position you find yourself in use that opportunity to serve God use that privilege to serve God bring glory to him lift your head up look unto Jesus Christ of Nazareth you have been adopted into a glorious family now you have authority now you have power now you have the light of God in you 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 are no longer in darkness so make use of this opportunity to bring glory to god and god will bless you bountifully thank you for listening to this episode i pray that god will continue to bless you share this episode and also help somebody to listen that god will bless you i love you all god bless you